0: This episode of Proper English is brought to you by names, the difference between sound and noise, and the idiom, my name is mud.
1: Hello, I'm Alison.
0: And I'm Dave.
1: And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which as you know is called
0: Proper Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know what that noise in the night was...
1: If you get stuck wondering how to spell Dave's surname...
0: If you're puzzled by the sound a tree makes if it falls in the forest and nobody's there... Then proper English is just the thing for you.
1: Names. Love them or hate them, you just can't live without them. You can't. English names can be hard to pronounce as they don't follow the rules. Mine is relatively simple but isn't used in any other cultures as far as I'm aware and so students often need a little
0: help. Alison. Alison. It's the O that causes the biggest problem, isn't it?
1: Yeah, people tend to overemphasise it, whereas a native English speaker hardly pronounces it. Alison.
0: Yeah, it's a schwa. Mm. It's the sound, linguistically or phonetically, that's known as a schwa. It is. Yeah. Uh.
1: Does it have a meaning? Mm, Not especially. It's a Scottish variation of the French name, Alice.
0: Ah, Alice. Mm Alice. Also a Portuguese name.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if people here look blankly at me when I tell them my name, I say, like Alice, and they often end up calling me that, which I quite like. My grandmother was called Alice and I've always liked the name.
0: I call you Ali which is the diminutive form.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, in the Middle East, Ali is usually a boy's name.
1: And just about every English speaker, including me, calls you Dave.
0: Yep, although my full name is David. My mum calls me that when I'm naughty. (laughs) And here in Portugal, the name David is fairly common. But again, if I tell someone here that my name is Dave, it draws a proper blank. It's not a shortening or an abbreviation that is used here. And what does it mean? Well, it seems likely that it was originally a Hebrew name. Yeah, it can be found in the Bible, can David? It's a name that is common across much of Europe too. And in Hebrew, it means... Beloved hmm. or uncle. David was a king in Israel in the 10th century BC.
1: Blimey, it's an old name.
0: Yeah, it is. In Britain, it can be found from the Middle Ages onwards and it is most popular in Wales.
1: Yes, St David is in fact the patron saint of Wales. He is. What about other members of your family?
0: No, I don't think they're patron saints of anything. <laughs> 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 Oh dear, back to the script Well, my mum's name is Patricia and it's shortened to Pat It's the feminine form of Patrick and both names are popular in lots of countries My dad's name was Douglas Now, if you see that written down you could be forgiven for thinking it's pronounced Douglas
1: Yes, it's spelt D-O-U-G-L-A-S It is Names really don't follow the rules, as I said earlier.
0: Now, Douglas is a Scottish name, and apparently its meaning is Dark River.
1: Mm. Hmm, not sure it's a very apt description of your dad. He was mostly a calm and light-hearted soul, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. What about your parents? Well, my mum's name is Janet, but she doesn't really like being called that, and everyone calls her Jan. I found that internet searches for this subject aren't very helpful. Some sites list my mum's name as purely English. Others say Hebrew and that it means a gift from God. Ah. My dad's name was Kenneth, which apparently means born of fire and handsome. He, too, was known by a shortened version, Ken.
0: Yeah, some people can shorten Kenneth to Kenny as well.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, but my dad wasn't a Kenny, was No,
0: he? not really. He was a Ken. Definitely. Yeah. The names of our family members are pretty conventional for our respective age groups in Britain. Like most cultures, names go in and out of fashion in the UK. More traditional names tend to come from the Bible, or sometimes saints' names.
1: And now we're asking, what's the difference?
0: What's the difference? Another excellent question from Alexi in Ukraine. What's the difference between sound and noise?
1: Well... In scientific terms, they're the same. They Mm. both mean something that you can hear.
0: Oh, is that it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, let's say some more about it, Dave. Both can be used as countable and uncountable nouns.
0: The birds in the forest make so many different sounds. Countable, Mm -hmm. lots of sounds. Mm -hmm. Or concord flew faster than the speed of sound.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uncountable.
1: And with noise?
0: The house makes lots of scary noises in the night.
1: Mm.
0: Countable noises. And the neighbours upstairs make a lot of noise. Uncountable. The difference
1: is in their meaning and it comes down to our perception. Noise on the whole would be unwanted sound. Maybe something that we consider unpleasant, either because of its volume or because it isn't something we like to hear.
0: Yeah, or also... It can be something that's unexpected.
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's what I meant by
0: unwanted. But Yeah, yeah unwanted, yeah. unexpected, yeah. yeah, they both work, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, as a teenager, the music that I liked to listen to in my bedroom was considered a noise by my parents, mm. particularly my dad. Mm-hmm. Will you turn that noise down? Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't keen. Frank's an Arterman, you see. When we're talking to students over Skype or Zoom, we might have to turn the sound up just so that we can hear them better. And sometimes there can be a noise in the background, maybe interference on the line, which is a bit distracting. The fact that we can turn noise into the adjective noisy tells us that there's a judgment attached to the word.
1: Oh, yeah. We don't say something soundy, do we?
0: No, we would never say that. So, what do you think about the philosophical question? If a tree falls in a forest and there is nobody around, does it make a sound?
1: Well, I suppose the answer is that yes, it makes a sound, but maybe it doesn't make a noise.
0: Ah.
1: Let's look at surnames, also known as family names.
0: My last name, Curly, with a K, K K-U-R-L-E-Y. Is easy enough to say, but my goodness, it causes problems when it comes to spelling. Nobody ever, ever gets it right first time. (laughs) And this applies to native English speakers every bit as much as it does to non-natives. There are at least three ways to spell it, and our family uses the least common version.
1: And I voluntarily took it as part of my surname when I married you. More fool you. (laughs) (laughs) But what does curly mean, if anything?
0: Not really sure. All I know is, is that it's derived from an Irish name, which is C-U-R-L-E-Y. The The story goes that the Curleys were were a bit of a dodgy family back mm-hmm. in, in County Kerry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and they escaped the country to the UK uh, because they were in a spot of trouble back home. Uh, and so that they couldn't be found... In the UK, well, no, it would have been England, actually, thinking about it. So they wouldn't have been found in England. They changed the surname spelling from C at the beginning to K. Because nobody would be able to find them now, wouldn't they? Cunning. With a K. So,
1: how about Davis? Meaning-wise, it's pretty straightforward. It just means son of David. Bit weird. I'm David. I know, it's very confusing. (laughs) Well, actually, it's not at all confusing. (laughs) So because it comes from David, it's quite a common surname in Wales. Uh, But there it's spelt with an E, so D-A-V-I-E-S. Before I met you, I would spell Davis, D-A-V-I-S, to people when I gave them my name. And then once we were married, I had the added complication of spelling Curly.
0: Mm, Difficult, isn't it? Hard life. Oh, it's tough. I know. that brings up an interesting cultural point, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When we got married, it kind of was the norm that married women changed their surnames to their husbands' surnames. Oh,
1: I'd say it was definitely the norm. Uh, OK. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't want to do that. I liked being Davis and I couldn't see the point of giving that up. And I wanted to smash the patriarchy.
0: Right on, sister.
1: But at that point in time, I didn't know any women who had kept their maiden name, as it's known, when they got married. So I compromised and went with both of our surnames.
0: It's much more common now for people to use a double-barrelled surname. Uh, double-barrelled means that you keep two surnames. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually got a hyphen in mm-hmm. between. And these days, women in the UK, well, sometimes they don't even change the surname at all after marriage. Which is fair enough. It's up to them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What traditions do people have with name changing in your country in your culture do get in touch and let us know And now it's time for idiom of the week Idiom of the week Has your name ever been mud alley <laughs> Hmm
1: I expect so it means you're in trouble so yeah I'm pretty sure my name's been mud
0: <laughs> Now this idiom your name is mud became popular in the 1900s But it's found in a book from 1823, I think it is, by a guy called John Badcock, unfortunate surname, called A Dictionary of the Turf. In it, he says Mud, a stupid twaddling fellow, and his name is Mud.
1: We also talk about dragging someone's name through the mud oh. and that means that someone will publicly say something to harm a person's reputation. Rotten. So I suppose one's own name might be mud as a result of having it dragged through the mud.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it gets it muddy. Mm? Yeah. Let's give some examples of its usage then. Her name was mud when she forgot to send her mum a birthday card. <coughs> Their children's names are mud at the moment. Because they drew on the wall with their pens and crayons. Yeah.
1: Before we go, we thought it might be fun to come up with a name for our character, D.I. Davidson.
0: Her colleague is called Robert Roberts. That was my idea. And his girlfriend is called Roxy. That was my idea. Now we need a first name for D.I. Davidson. That can
1: be your idea. So get in touch with your suggestions and we'll choose our favourite. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English.
0: As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at
1: sapo.pt.
0: Or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, if you have them in your country.
1: And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us. Friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English.
0: And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app.
1: So until next time, it's goodbye from me.
0: And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper Proper English. English.
1: Say what the noise in
0: the night was. Uh, Probably just the wind...